Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We're very glad you're here. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. And so in the spirit of that heritage, I say, let us greet the divine this morning by turning to the people to our right and left and welcoming them here. Let us say together the words by which we light our chalice, which is the symbol of our faith. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love and to help one another. The words of Laura Ingalls Wilder. As the years pass, I am coming more and more to understand that it is the common everyday blessings of our common everyday lives for which we should be particularly grateful. They are the things that fill our lives with comfort and our hearts with gladness, just the pure air to breathe and the strength to breathe it, just warmth and shelter and home folks, just plain food that gives us strength, the bright sunshine on a cold day, and a cold breeze when the day is warm. This congregation has to make lots of decisions. The board makes decisions, the ministers make decisions, and the way that we do that is we are guided by the mission. The mission of the church came from the congregation through the board, and um, we wrote it on the wall, and we say it every Sunday. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. The words of Sherrod Vivek Sager. Let's be grateful to all those who came in before us, grateful to all those men and women, young and old alike, who paved the path forward for us, brick by brick. To those men and women who marched across the bridge in Selma on that great day, those men and women who rallied behind the Gandhis and the Mandalas and every single time they were needed, to those men and women who stood up for voting rights and civil rights and gay rights and equality and justice and a free world, to those men and women who invented the future by inventing things that fundamentally changed the world, from the electricity to vaccinations from airplanes to birth control pills, from the printing press to the internet. Now's the time in our service when we join together in meditation and prayer, where we speak or listen to God as we understand God, or listen to our inner wisdom, or just watch our breath as it comes in and out of our bodies. I invite you into this time of wise silence, where we can ask for clarity, where we can feel ourselves held in the arms of love. Let us enter into the silence together, understanding that in this congregation, tiny noises of babies and the sounds of life count as part of the silence.
going to talk about gratitude as a spiritual practice today. I'm going to tell you why it's my favorite one. It's my favorite one because it works really fast and it works really well. And I'm all for that. And the first time I tried it, I had a, like a miraculous experience. So that will hook you. Um, I was driving home from up in the mountains in Asheville. And I was driving back down to South Carolina. And there's this long grade called the Saluda Grade. And it's got a great view. Um, a lot of trucks going by. And my engine just quit. And um, I pulled to the side because it was downhill. And I got out. This was before I had a cell phone. Um, but other people had them. And um, I was often on the side of the road because I like to buy cars and then let them run like to 225,000 miles. And um, after 200,000, even a Honda will leave you on the side of the road from time to time. So I was on the side of the road and I, uh, I thought, I'm going to try gratitude right now. And I said, thank you that I could get to the side of the road. Thank you that I'm going downhill. Uh, thank you that it's not raining. Thank you that I'm not in my pajamas. <laughs> Thank you that I don't have to go to the bathroom. I was leaning against the back of my car, and I was doing this to the cars coming by. I was like, call somebody about me. And um, I was having fun. I was on a roll. I was like, oh, thank you for these butterflies about this time of year. And the butterflies were coming through. I was like, thank you for these beautiful monarchs. Oh, that one's dead. Uh <laughs> Thank you that so many people have cell phones, and uh, thank you. There's a police car coming the other way, up the highway, and um, he went like this and turned around. <laughs> turned around, came back, and came up behind me, and he said, dispatch lines are lit up about you. I said, yeah, a lot of people have cell phones. And he was like, yep. He goes, want to ride? And I said, sure. So I got in. And I was like, not out loud anymore because I didn't want him to think I was crazy. I was like, thank you for this police officer. Thank you that he's uh, that I'm a nice white lady so I don't have to be scared of him. Um, he looks nice, but you can't ever tell. And we're riding down to the town of Saluda. He goes, let me just um, call Mike down at the tow place and he'll he'll come meet us might be an hour or two I said that's fine that's fine so he called Mike at the tow place and um about the time he got hold of Mike we were pulling into the gas station in Saluda and this huge tow truck goes and like kisses bumpers with the cop car and he goes oh there's Mike now (laughs) and Mike gets out Mike gets out and he goes, dispatch lines are lit up about you. (laughs) And uh, he took me back to the car and got it going again and I got home fine. And I just felt like everything had just happened, boom, 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 like that. And I I attributed it, uh, correlation, not causation, perhaps, to the gratitude practice. So it just kind of stuck. I like... um, 
I like reading other people's gratitude posts on Facebook. This is a a time of year when a lot of people do 30 days of gratitude and they'll post one thing they're grateful for every day. And it's nice to, to see what people are posting about. And some people post about a lot of beauty in their lives. And other people are kind of like, thank you that my eyes work. And you think, man, that's kind of basic. But then if your eyes don't work that well, you think, that's really good. I, um, as I blow up the type bigger and bigger in my sermons. <laughs> and I, um, I think gratitude is, is so wonderful because, number one, you don't even have to buy, like, a yoga mat. Um, <laughs> I'm a really cheap person. I mean, I have a yoga mat. Don't get me wrong. I buy one every time I think, I'm going to start doing yoga. <laughs> I don't know how many I have now. But for gratitude, there's no equipment. There's no um, outlay. There's no guilt, really, because it's so simple. If you skip it for two weeks or a year or so, you just go, oh, I'm going to pick it back up again. Because especially this time of the holidays, people's spirits start getting tired. I mean, you're excited and you're happy about Thanksgiving and Christmas and seeing family. Um, sometimes seeing family is complicated, but uh, you also can feel kind of empty and like my life doesn't look like all those other people's lives do. Um, I'm going to preach about that in December, that Instagram life thing where they all look fabulous. They're doing great and their filters are so perfect and Look at their tablescapes. I didn't even know tablescape was a thing. (laughs) Anyway, whenever I practice gratitude, it brings me into the present moment. All the spiritual teachers say that you suffer when you live in the past or in the future. You suffer when you gnaw at yourself about people you've hurt or things you've done wrong. Um, You can make amends, but some things in the past you can't change. You just have to move forward. And some people suffer because they live in the future all the time. They think, What's, what bad thing is coming around the corner? What, what sickness am I going to get? Or what, um, who am I going to lose next? Um, it's a lot more clear-headed, the spiritual teachers say, to live in the present moment. So when I stop and think what I'm grateful for, it brings me into that moment. And it brings me into that Uh, space of being strengthened, it's a counter almost to the addiction to outrage that I have. Um, Things are so outrageous, and I think sometimes uh, people pass along things just so that we can whip each other's outrage up, because outrage feels, you feel like you're doing something. But you know what? You're not doing anything. Just feeling outraged. It might lead to doing something, then it's good. But just sitting and stewing in outrage, but outrage is appropriate, definitely. And so for me, gratitude helps a person hold on to their spirit. And when you can hold on to your spirit, you can do better against all the outrageous things and people that happen all around you. Does that make sense? You're strengthened, it helps with your resilience. It helps you be harder to knock over. 
And I think about that. I oh, Many years ago, I was in martial arts training, and they always said you're harder to knock over when your center of gravity is low. You get your center of gravity low, and then you're a lot sturdier. And I think that makes sense emotionally, too, in that if you're in your head all the time, your center of gravity is not low. You need to Gratitude kind of brings you down to your heart and your gut in your body. Um, it also makes you understand that you had help getting here. You're getting help all the time. There's beauty all around you. You're not the only person who's responsible for everything. So you're harder to knock over if you know that you're one among many and not a solo act. And you're harder to knock over when you don't have to be right all the time. A lot of us really love being right. I, I am that way. Um, but uh, sometimes I am not right. And then I need to be able to say I made a mistake. And if you can say, I could be wrong, or I made a mistake, your center of gravity is lower, you're harder to knock over, you're not so brittle, does that make sense? So I trust a person who says pretty often, I could be wrong. And you'll be surprised at the number of people who can't say that. But if you could be one of them, that would be great. I'm one of them, I'll say it till I mean it. Also, your center of gravity is lower if you practice uh, gratitude that reminds you that you've had help and that you might need help in the future. Because if, you, if you're a person who doesn't need help, and there are some, some people that are so healthy and strong and wealthy and wise that they just don't need help very much. And then when they do need help, they're not practiced in receiving help. They like to give it. That's fine. Receiving it, not so much. And so when you try to help a person like that, it's a pain. Because <laughs> not only do you have to help them, you have to deal with their anger at needing help. And they might get mad at you, or they might just be mad in general, or they might just uh, kind of fall apart and say, oh, I'm no good, I should probably be dead, I need help, this is not good. So then not only do you have to help them, you have to reassure them that helping them is okay. It's like double work. So practice reminding yourself that you need help sometimes. Uh, I got a lot of practice with this last year, a couple years ago, uh, when I was, well, I had, had basically a hip replacement every six weeks uh, on the same hip, literally, and uh, it was awful. And I was on crutches a lot for like, six months, and um, I needed help. You know, people got doors. For, I could always tell who had been on crutches before because you come into a room on crutches, and the people who've had that before, they go, oh, you need me to move this chair. You need this chair. You need this door. You need this, and it's very kind. Um, I, I was on a walker for a little while, and we were trying to go to the movies, and I had asked, I'd called the uh, Miller Alamo Draft House and said, how far from the ticket place is the movie place? And they were like, oh, it's fine. 
No, that person was 25. <laughs> and not on a walker. And so I was at the ticket place, and I said, well, how do I get upstairs where all the movies are? And like, oh, there's an elevator. I said, where? And he goes, oh, down that hall, down the next hall, through the little cafe thing, and the elevator's there in the corner. I was like, cuss. <laughs> I made it, got up to the second floor. Kai was with me, my wife. And uh, somebody was standing by the elevator. I said, where's Theater 6? And they were like, oh, it's down this hall and down that hall. And by the time I walkered myself, because I couldn't put any weight on this leg, so I was hopping. And hopping is really not fun. <laughs> I was hopping. And I got to the uh, theater finally. And I was just raggedy. And this young man, <laughs> A young man and his date came up behind me, and he I was over to the side so I could let all the temporarily able-bodied people go by. <laughs> and he had a baseball cap backward on his head and his girl on his arm, and he turned back around to me, and he goes, You got this. Oh, he made me cry. It was very nice. But I needed a lot of help in those times and practicing um, in practicing, I saw that people lit up when you needed help, and they could help you. They really liked that, helping you. And so that was a good thing to know. And I hope that when I'm quite elderly and need help a lot, I will remember and be graceful about it and grateful about it. I think um, the last thing I want to say about gratitude is that it it trains your habits of attention. Now, I know we all have habits of attention. That's like, where does our attention go in a default way? And some people are uh, systems analysts, and they can walk into any situation, restaurant, room, uh, program, and they can Im- instantly see what's not right. Oh, these chairs are not set up right. Oh, that person is not working efficiently. Where's the manager? I need to talk to the manager. <laughs> I... Uh, I've told you about my Aunt Ruth, who uh, at, in her 70s was the manager of the world, <laughs> would tell everybody how to do their job better, which was embarrassing to be with her, um, if she hadn't been so much fun, which she was. But if, if you're that kind of person who, who looks through a window at a beautiful autumn day and goes, oh my gosh, this window needs cleaning. <laughs> You might want to think about retraining your habits of attention so that you, I mean, uh, the Christian scriptures say, fill your mind with whatever is good, whatever is beautiful, whatever is pure, whatever is of good report. Fill your mind with these things. That's a healthy way to live. Um, Gratitude helps you fill your mind with the things that are going well the people that are doing well. And so it retrains your habits of attention because I feel like a lot of us are in that kind of negative, critical mind because we're hard on ourselves and then it spills out onto everybody else. So if you know a really critical person, just be glad you're not in their head because it's worse in there. Mm -hmm. Medieval mystic Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer life you ever have is to say thank you, That is a good prayer. Um, Cicero, who I was taught in high school to say, Kikero, 
I took Latin. That was my Latin teacher. I just feel stupid saying Kikero. But if it's right, it's right. Don't want to be wrong. God forbid. But if you're talking to a Boston person about basketball, just don't say Celtics. That's my advice for you. Anyway, he was born about a century before Rabbi Jesus, and he wrote, Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. In the 18th century, the free market thinker Adam Smith supposed that people who did not feel gratitude were only cheating themselves out of happiness. And in the 19th century, Immanuel Kant described ingratitude as the essence of vileness. I have read a lot of Kant, and his writing is very dry. So I imagine he didn't say, the essence of violence. He probably just said, the essence of violence. <laughs> Anybody read Kant? It's really, anyway. So here's what I want us to do together right now. I'm going to be quiet for a minute, and we're going to breathe together. And we're going to think about something for which we are grateful. So with the first couple of breaths, think about a thing that you're grateful for. And then with the next couple of breaths, really let yourself feel your gratitude for that. One of the things the Board of Trustees does here is write thank you notes to volunteers who've served the congregation, who've helped hold up the sky here. So many people do. And it's fun to sit around with the other board members and think about events that have happened and who made them happen and people who are helping with um, fixing things here and chairing ministry teams and teaching the kids and helping with our sanctuary project and people who go to meetings and reach out to other organizations and connect us and people who companion Alirio and people who decorate for Thanksgiving dinner, which they will be doing Wednesday night. Our fellowship team is amazing. Anybody on the fellowship team here right now? No? Yeah. Anyway, they're going to be decorating Wednesday night. Thanksgiving dinner is at 3 on Thursday. It costs a little money. If you don't have any money, that's all right. Just bring food and um, come at three. We don't have a kitchen, but we were going to have Thanksgiving dinner in the parking lot when we didn't have a building. Uh, Now the building is open, but not the kitchen. But at least we'll have tables and chairs and we won't be outside tailgating. (laughs) Which sounded like fun. Signing up for the Thanksgiving dinners at the visitor table. So uh, people make things happen for this congregation, and they coordinate justice work, and they welcome people at the welcome desk who come in to the church. And, um, and it's really lovely to think with the board about people and then write them thank you notes. So I'm going to ask you to breathe with me again. And think of a person who has helped you, has made a difference, a mentor or a teacher a coach, business partner, a supporter, a family member. 
And I'm going to invite you, if you have a phone with you, to write them a little thank you note right now. To write them a note. And if you don't have a phone to write on, um, write on your order of service. You can mail it to them. Or you can just make a resolution. You can do it any time now till the end of the service. It won't hurt my feelings. It'll make me happy. <laughs> in Jewish scriptures, in the book of Proverbs, it says, A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. And sociological and psychological research is starting to bear that out. For the last 20 years, psychologists have started to take gratitude seriously. In 1999, it wasn't even mentioned in the Encyclopedia of Human Emotions. And what they said was, well, we were just so busy looking at everything that could go wrong. We didn't think about the positive emotions. We were just looking at negative emotions. But when studies started to show that feelings of thankfulness have tremendous positive value in helping people cope with daily problems, we put it into the encyclopedia and started researching it. And they found out that people who have a gratitude practice, who keep a gratitude journal, or who just say three things they're grateful for at night, have a higher vitality and more optimism, less stress, less depression than the population as a whole. And these, uh, these findings... Still hold, even if you factor out things like, oh my gosh, that kid's 23 years old and, and his daddy's paying for everything and why would he not have vitality? But they factor all those things out, health, youth, all those things, and they find still that if you're a grateful person, you have better life outcomes. Gratitude reminds us that there's more going on in the world than just our lives. And when we say thanks, thanks for food and drink, thanks for friendship and sustenance, thanks for beauty and for love, we acknowledge that we're part of the web of life and that the spirit of life flows through us. And some people call that God, and for others, it's being, and being is big enough to receive our gratitude. And it reminds us that we do not control everything that happens, that sometimes there's grace and surprise and unearned goodness. There's a poem by Blake I've remembered um, since I was in seminary because uh, the story is a little bit outre, but... um, I had a, a friend who went to New York and met and was at a dinner with a um, very, 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 very famous preacher. And um, down at the end of the table, he said to someone, well, as Blake said, he who binds to himself a joy doth the winged life destroy. And she said, and I finished for him. I said, But who kisses the joy as it flies lives in eternity's sunrise. She said, and then he looked at me. And we spent the night together. (laughs) I'm sure they were just talking about Blake. (laughs) 
Enlightened travelers in this life kiss the joy as it flies. and Don't try to hold on to it. And that's the way to have a happy life. And I pray for you and wish for you that during this holiday season you have lots of joy flying around that you can kiss on its way by. So we start by being grateful for things and we move into being grateful in all things. And I'll end with the words of Doug Hammarskjöld. To everything that has been, thanks. For everything that will be, yes. Will you say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice? We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Remember the way of the wind and breathe and blow. Remember the way of the fire and sparkle and glitter and glow. Remember the way of the water and ebb and flow. Remember the way of the earth and grow. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.